Hello and welcome to Under the Floodlights. This week on the show, Spurs title hopes take a hit after the better team lost to both Liverpool and Leicester. Minamino fires back at Chris as he scores inside two minutes, starting Liverpool's 7-0 ride over Crystal Palace. Manchester United somehow throw themselves back into the title race as they beat Premier League's most exciting losers, Leeds. And Arsenal's Christmas keeps getting worse as their internal implosion continues to get into the festive spirit. We discuss what Premier League clubs should be putting on their Christmas list. The five sub rules been voted down again and is football all that we have left after coronavirus locks us up again in 2020. My name's Darren Scott and I'm joined for our festive special with Bailey Hutchison, Chris Ringland. Boys, very Merry Christmas to the both of you. Merry yeah, Christmas, gentlemen. Christmas. We're into it. Are we loving that there's been lots of football? There will continue to be lots of football? There's nothing in my world but football for the next six weeks. Love it. That might be the saddest thing we've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't care where you guys want to um, start. Liverpool beat Palace 7-0 yesterday. Big, big, big results. A big scoreline for, for Liverpool. I mean, the obvious yeah. starting point yeah. is two minutes into the game, Christopher. Um, Anything of note? You know, you were quite critical, I would say, of Takumi Minamino last week. What does he offer? When does he score? Those sorts of questions. Well, he got his start this week and two minutes in, he scored. Yes, I, I mean, let's face it, this is a victory for the pod. This is, this, is, this is nothing to do with me. This is a victory for the pod. Um, <laughs> what do you mean it's nothing to do with you? <laughs> it, it's not, it, it, look, he scored, and that obviously means that Minamino is a big listener of the pod. Because <laughs> there's been nothing else in his entire Liverpool career that has sparked him playing well and scoring in a Premier League match, I think. <laughs> um, so, therefore, it's a victory for the pod. Okay, so... Uh... What it showed is that A, he's a good little player, and B, that you were wrong. Okay, <laughs> That's what it showed. Victory no, of the pod or not. That, no, those are the two things that it showed. Um, he well, well. started a game in the Premier League, which is a rarity for him. And when he is given consistent minutes on the pitch, is he able to contribute to the team? Which With was your £40 million pound player? £40 million okay. pound player, according to Chris. Um, I mean, if, if, we're, if we're going to be brutal, I mean, he didn't... He scored, but like... <laughs> Everybody else contributed to all the other goals, you know. Yeah, but listen, that was a very good team performance of which he was a part of it. L- listen, if he, if he goes on now and does really well, I still doubt that. But if he goes on and does brilliantly, does like what Jota did and, you know, scores most games he plays and uh, contributes to everything. Like, you know, great. Victory for the pod. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> it, it it was fantastic though. I've I loved the reaction I got from people. Like as soon mul- as it multiple went messages in. were sent yeah. as soon as F- it phones just blew up. Two minutes like, two minutes into the game as well. <laughs> two minutes into the game as well. It was just was, it was like it was it, at that point I said this to Bailey off air. It was like I didn't even care what the result of the game was. Once he scored, I was like, brilliant content. Yeah. We're I've, I've got a bigger win. I can now abuse Chris. It's like, well, that happened quickly. Um, I suppose, listen, to talk about it, um, I, I thought it was honestly really harsh on Crystal Palace. I didn't think they <laughs> played quite well. I thought in the, fir- in the first half it was 50-50 and they were 3-0 down. Um, <laughs> it became a little bit awkward when the fourth went in, their heads dropped and um, and Liverpool went on and got a few more. Uh, but truthfully, probably d- that didn't deserve to happen to them. Palace are one of the funniest teams in the league <laughs> to watch, though. I don't know if you just noticed this. I think Palace play football like they're an NFL team. Like, but- there's no sort of cohesion between it the attackers and defenders sort of like the back four the midfield two 
And then it's like, as soon as that ball gets the Eze or Saha, it's like, right, yes. just let them boys do their thing. I don't think that 11 train with each other. It don't look yep. like it. Yeah. It's just let those four up from that. That's their job. That's what they get paid for. And the rest just seem to stop on the halfway line. Mm. Yeah, I, but, I like that idea, actually. I think that, that makes a lot of sense. Like, every time they play, they're listed as 4-4-2. Yeah. But in reality, they're actually playing 2-2-6, pretty much because Van Anholt and Klein actually bomb forward more than they probably should. And then it's like MacArthur and MacArthur and Milivojevic clean up, Mm -hmm. and everybody else, like as you say, kind of bombs forward. Yeah, and I think that actually kind of was their undoing a little bit, because, you know, certainly if you look at um, the third Liverpool goal, um, it comes from Liverpool taking it off them in the defensive third um, Firmino playing it out to Robertson and then Robertson runs up the pitch puts a cross in and Firmino scores um, <laughs> and that probably just came from the space that they allowed Liverpool and I think you know we talked about it a little bit last week and there was a spell of, of a number of years where Crystal Palace were a real bogey team for Liverpool mm. um, and it just I, I suppose it's a credit to Liverpool and how good they've become in the last couple of years that you know Liverpool fans are watching their team play Palace and are not even worried in the slightest and that's a lovely feeling um, and it just goes back to that thing I just want Liverpool to be good forever that's all I'm asking I don't think it's too much to ask just be good forever win every game I did I love I love your guy Eze I think he he's, he's one of those real Palace players of before the, the Balassi that I don't think he oh, cares yes. about stats yeah. he just loves being on the pitch getting the YouTube highlights up oh yeah take ons yeah, real vibes player. Yeah, like like <laughs> him and Schlop and Zaha basically all do the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious yeah. to watch. Yeah, just take ons, get fouled, step overs, nutmegs. Yeah, that sort of well, deal. Well, James just didn't see... just swearing at someone in the background. <laughs> you didn't see Balassi on Soccer AM this weekend. I've never seen what, bigger car bigger car crash TV. Is, guy, is he still he, contracted the Everton? Is that yeah, right? but he, he's looking for a move, so he went on Soccer AM and didn't have a clue <laughs> what he was doing. Like well, there was a game well, at the there was a game at the end where it was like, okay, is are playing this for charity? Yannick, do you have a charity? And he went, no, no, I don't do any charity work, so I'll give it to his. <laughs> 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 it's like this guy doesn't have a notion. Like <laughs> fair, for, um, yeah. I I mean I thought. I thought, I mean, I did feel bad for Roy Hodgson. The camera kept panning to him after every Liverpool goal <laughs> and his face just kind of suggested, like, I don't know how this has happened. Yeah, what can I do? Um, and it could have been more. That was the worst thing. <laughs> it could have been more. It was harsh. It was Gary Cahill's birthday. That's not how you want to go in another year of your life. <laughs> and then, of course, Nathaniel Klein playing against his former club, you know. Mm-hmm. Normally you play against your ex-club. You, you're well up for it. You want to put on a bit of a show. So you're defensively solid. Um, I think the worst thing as well, imagine being like, you were talking about Gary Cahill, you know, 25 minutes to go, you've already shipped five or six goals or whatever it was at that stage and Mo Salah comes on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mane it. goes off raging because he knows there's more goals than being yeah. and Mo Salah walks on the bench. That was I so know. funny. You do, you do want them to, so like, I don't know who at full time is responsible for organising the interviews. I don't know if it's the football club say, oh, we're sending Jordan Henderson out to do the interview or whether it's the TV crew. But, I mean, somebody should have called Mane out and asked him, what do you think of Mo Salah's goals today? Um, <laughs> because I think hands would have been thrown at that point. There is... Uh, I thought after the game, she say uh, post game interviews, if Roy Hodgson had any banter to him, like any crack, he would have turned around the club after the game and gone, 
well, the better team lost today. Yeah. If, if he had anything about him, he would have been thinking about that from 4-0 down. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, as, I, like, as I said, I felt bad for Roy. And I thought, credit to him, he went up to Klopp at the end and he smiled at him and he gave him a that. fist bump. And yeah, you, you can't really uh, knock Roy. But, but you, what you talked about there, Billy, and I suppose it leads on well. To, Liverpool have had a pretty good week. Um, obviously, we, right. we talked about this last week that, that last week's episode was going to be obsolete by the time it came out due, due to there being too much football on. And uh, Liverpool also played Spurs, uh, sort of a top of the table clash at that time, and um, and beat Tottenham two one with a, a late Firmino winner. Uh, I think in the ninety first or ninety second minute, um, which then prompted Jose Mourinho to claim that the better team <laughs> lost, um, and then lost again this weekend. Um, but good week for Liverpool. You have to love Jose. Everyone's best mate while he's been winning, and he's finally lost, and he's back to being out of sorry, Baker Mourinho. To be fair, like Klopp can calm himself down a wee bit. (laughs) You know, like there is something in what Mourinho's saying. Don't know who it is. I actually, I was thinking about this earlier. I don't think Klopp's the worst out of that lot, and Liverpool fans will know who is. It's that assistant of his, Pep Linders. I. He's a melt. Pep Linders is he, he, and he's the one that yeah there's times you look at it and you go he toes the line a little bit more I don't really ever look at Klopp and think he, he toes the line too much I just see a lot of passion he, he did against Spurs he did against Spurs but I don't mind it as much whenever it's Wong I don't mind it whenever it's the manager because loads of yeah. them do it it's but whenever they never it's, call it's, him out BLA that's the issue but it's, but it's whenever the backroom staff get involved Chris it's that's like settle down here Jose Mourinho Jose Mourinho is the biggest respect guy in the world except when it's him disrespecting people that's his exception to the rule. <laughs> this is the Jose Mourinho who stuck his finger in Pep Guardiola's Darren. eye at you, one you, point. You, this is... you are playing fully into the agenda that Liverpool football matches are a moral issue. I'm not <laughs> playing into any agenda. Absolutely are. So Chris, not... it's, it's just good. They're back in love with the game. It's, it's uh, good. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I'll, I'll hold off. Oh, um, oh, he wants to... Oh, come on, oh, get stuck oh, in. Well, there's on, part of me that... No, I was just going to say about how um, we all know that you know, nothing lasts forever. We talked about it a little bit with that kid a few weeks ago when he was winning his FIFA matches. There will be a day that came to the end, just like there will be a day that Liverpool are not the best team in England. And that might be next week, it might be next year, it might be five years from now. But while they're at the top, I want to enjoy it. And I'm now looking at this league table. Liverpool are four points clear at Christmas. And I'm thinking in my head, I've seen this before. I know how this ends. Well, we talk a lot on this pod about winning football games the right way. And yes. the issue with Liverpool against Spurs. Yeah. It'd be fr- they, they were good. Spurs could have won it, but Liverpool very much pulled so it out and deserved could have won it. Didn't win the game in the right way. Absolutely. How many substitutes did Jurgen Klopp use on Absolutely zero. 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 The man who's been moaning about it for weeks. Am I, am I correct in saying that zero. Kelleher and Adrian were both named as substitutes? Yeah, because I, I think, what? did they not increase the number of subs yeah, you were we allowed on the bench? Nine. They've increased yeah, the number like, of subs? Yeah, it yeah, was like, like a Premier League. Yeah. subs, but only three can be used. It was like a Premier League piss. They were like, we'll let you have more people on the bench, but we'll still not let you bring more on. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Leave my home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're bringing more lads into the stadium here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Jürgen used none, so poor form from him. Perfect. He's not going to win his argument with Wilder doing that. 
No, you know, Chris Wilder exactly. was watching it. Well, he'll, he'll, not he'll, he'll win the argument with Wilder when Wilder's not in the conversation next year. Won't have a, <laughs> won't have, won't have a vote to give next year, Chris Wilder. <laughs> he can take that up with the EFL if he has any issues with it. Probably yeah. another melt comes up, though. <laughs> well, that, that one thing about um, Spurs, though, um, in that game and in today's game, Gareth Bale has been horrific. Yeah, so just for context, first of all, Spurs today, they lost to Liverpool 2-1 during the week. They played Leicester uh, this weekend and lost 2-0. Um, so they did, I think it was an own goal from Alder Vierald uh, and yeah, uh, Jamie Vardy. Ducked out of a header. Yeah. And uh, Jamie Vardy um, yeah. goal as well, which which um, got Leicester three points and I think takes them up to second in the league. Yes, second. So we'll discuss that afterwards yeah. because uh, obviously, you know, according to you two, Leicester are bang average but that's not true um, yeah you're putting words in our mouth every but, time we talk about Leicester you put words in our mouth <laughs> yuck um, Gareth Bale is well well past the point of him still being in pre-season I mean <laughs> the guy's been in like three international breaks already um, I, I mean what, what has he actually contributed to Spurs this season yep bit of Europa League ball because we have this like public image thing of Bale as like oh, golf versus hostage in Madrid and all this kind of thing you know what, how does it contribute to that you know it'll be a good crack whenever he has to go back to Real though because mm-hmm. if he's playing like this Spurs aren't going to keep him especially on the money he's looking so I just yeah, do, oh, do you think they'll cancel their loan no no just that, like come the summer right they'll just be like no we're not signing him permanently and I just look forward to that first meeting where him and Zinedine sit down go on yeah, you're going to have to find somewhere else here, lad. Um, as long as he gets that handicap down, that's all that matters, Chris. Um, uh, something that, you know, we've talked a little bit about Spurs. Uh, I've lost two in a row now and dropped sort of from right in the mix. They've dropped a fifth. And we mentioned this a little bit in the last episode where um, the, the top half of the table really are so condensed and, oh, wow. and that any minor blip can see yep. you drop in and out and you you look at Everton started the year brilliantly went on a little run where they started dropping some points they're, back. they're now on their way back up back. Um, Chelsea were going really well also and then lost to, to Wolves and Everton back to back and that saw them drop away um, Leicester have kind of been up and down they've won nine lost five no draws um, so you know they've kind of been the same and, and Liverpool to their credit with the exception of the 7-2 try and sing at Aston Villa mm-hmm. um, and they've had a couple of draws here and there Liverpool but I think minimizing those losses has probably been the reason that they're out on top because they are currently no better or worse than the teams around them it's just the sort of results that they've been able oh, to get probably a little bit better yeah it, it is lovely those, those three weeks of worrying that Jose Mourinho was gonna lift a title in North London <laughs> were terrifying it is quite nice knowing well they've, they've had the they've had to put in a trophy cabinet this week they may not say uh, Son Hyun Min won the Pushcast award for which goal? For the one against Burnley, where he ran the pitch. What that, that was? That, goal. was that, that was goal of the world of the year. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, so it's, it's nice. It's a nice bit of silverware, though, for, for the club. They can put it next to the medal that he got when he was on military service. Oh yeah, just for being a top guy. Yeah, never being goes. good at shooting. Being good at <laughs> shooting, which I would like to hope so from a Premier League striker. <laughs> yeah. Whenever the fans um, are back in after this next lockdown, he should parade it at half time. Oh, I, absolutely. I mean, the Pukas things are a bit of a laugh anyway. I, I recall. Torin won it one year, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was, well, I remember the year that Salah scored 40 something goals. They, they gave him 
I think his oh, yeah, goal against shocker. They gave it, it was like his goal against Everton, which wasn't even like in his top three yeah. goals that season, <laughs> and they gave it as the best goal in the world that year. It was mad. Well, who was who was he up against? <laughs> yeah, so there was a goal for Flamengo against somebody. Um, that won't have counted. There was a goal Shirley Cruz <laughs> scored for Costa Rica against Panama. That won't I have counted. Definitely Jordan, didn't see that one. Jordan Flores scored for Dundalk against Shamrock Rovers. Um, oh, that well done. Got a shout well out. <laughs> <Got a shout laughs> out. Um, somebody Andre Pierre. Gig- I, he, he used to play for France. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, well, he scored a goal in the Mexican league, which won't oh, have counted. Sophie Ingle. <laughs> Um, scored for Chelsea's women against Arsenal's women. Oh, well, I imagine it was fantastic. Um, and then there's a couple, again, there's one from the Austrian League, one from the South African Premier League, one from the Ecuadorian League, and then one from the, the Women's FA Cup. So, so they've basically based it on nothing except how they view the Premier League? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think, yeah, if you've scored a goal in the Premier League just by sheer difficulty that that alone must be yeah, <laughs> I mean to be fair the, the year the guy from Glentoran won it I mean that was the definite winner like, <laughs> well, that was actually great it was an unbelievable goal <laughs> I'm not finding anyone from Northern Ireland haven't won this award they were definitely nominated I can't remember them winning oh were they only nominated or did they not win it mm, yeah, yeah I don't want you guys I think it was called wrong. Hamilton I think it was called Hamilton I mean if you yeah, can give me a year I could give you oh like 20 12 there was a big piece I always remember on like BBC Newsline of just the fact that this person met Messi um, Matty Burrows sorry 2010 Matty Burrows was nominated and did not make the top three yeah so he was nominated the same year Neymar had a goal nominated Samir Nasri Leo Messi <laughs> Arjen Robin. he uh, he finished his career at Dundella after hard on the Wolf Welders so there you go. <laughs> Um, right, can we get back on topic? This is, I don't know how I'm going to edit that together. Um, just us Googling stuff. <laughs> it's a very bit of dead um, air as you two just sat there looking just at the awards. Scrolling, so he scrolling scored through a back, Wikipedia. It was a backheel volley. And it was, oh, what a goal. Yes, back to Tottenham. Okay. Well, well, Leicester. What did, well, Leicester. Oh, yeah, okay, sorry. A couple of good results for Leicester now up in the, the second in the table. I, I still don't trust I, I, them. Again, I'm I'm just really impressed by Evans and Fuchs in particular, just because like they're playing every game, including the Europa League games, and they're really so. Fafana is improving every week. Um, they're using their squad well. Although Harvey Barnes is the most annoying football player to watch. What's your issue with Harvey, Chris? He never finishes. Oh, there we go. Boxing Day accumulator. Get it in. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just Harvey so the people know if you want to win some cash this week, Harvey Barnes' first goal scorer in the next Leicester game is probably not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks no, very no, much, Chris. Like, I appreciate that. He, he dribbles through like every other attack and then misses every every time. Like He's not clinical. It's really annoying. Um, it's just frustrating to watch. But mm. Anyway, to be yeah, fair, well. you, you mentioned Fafana there, Chris. I'm on hack down. By Serge Aurier. I did say that. <laughs> Great to see Serge is back. Serge is back. Some yeah. couple of frightening weeks there where we thought this guy's a competent player. Mm. He was actually doing really well. Yeah. Like, really well. <laughs> but he gives away a few of these penalties this season. But he hasn't done it in a while. And this is the thing. It's been like, he's keeping Matt Doherty out of the team. Like, this guy's not <laughs> I decent. did notice that. Yeah. And finally today, we got the error. Do you, reckon, do you reckon Jose just watches him and thinks like, ticking time bomb? It's like, oh, well, you know yeah. he's going to do something, but you just don't know when. Play him until then. Yeah. Yeah. Jose said it to his face in the documentary, sure. Oh, yeah. He said, I don't trust you. You're the guy who gives away a stupid penalty. Oh, he said, he said, with VAR, you'll give away penalties. 
Brilliant. So then bought a right back and continues to play Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. that listen that that two 0 Leicester result. That's not a result I saw coming. Um, no. Yeah. So it isn't. I I certainly didn't think um, that Jose would lose that game. It ju- it's no. a bit on Jose to be completely honest. It's on Jose the way he's been going this season. The play. Leicester Man United on Boxing Day. That could be an interesting one, actually. Could be. If McSauce um, is playing, then... Yeah, well, speaking <laughs> of, that's probably a good part to lead into. Oof. Manchester United beat Leeds 6-2 this weekend. Um, really open game, bit of a goal fest. Uh, United looked really good, and you talked about it, Scott McTominay in particular, on fire. Two, yeah. three minutes into the game, there were 2 and a lot, McTominay, both of them. He's apparently the first Premier League player to ever do that. <laughs> Score two in the first two minutes? Yes. Wow. Um, now, I have to say, though, that scoreline, that was the most expected scoreline I have ever seen. I, I'm not surprised whatsoever that that was the score. It, in what way? Because the both of them, a bit. Both of the, well, like, well, we all know, like, Leeds, you know, yeah. wild in attack, wild in defence. Um, they're, they're the Premier League's favourite losers. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah, United United attack is good, but then I, I wasn't surprised at all. They also con- managed to concede two in the middle of all that. So um, <laughs> the second was like, one was yeah. a good goal. Young Stuart, lovely yeah, Stuart. Stuart Dallas, good little player. Good um, little player. Yeah, just to be done that international level every now and then, be nice. Mm, well, wow. um, I mean, we we talked about this. I mean, going back to episode one, I think when we talked about Leeds. It's like so they gave up, I think, 26, 25, 26 um attempts mm-hmm. uh, from Manchester United on the Leeds goal. This goes back to exactly what we've said all season. If you give Premier League teams 25, 26 efforts on your goal, you're going to lose football matches. That is far too many. And you can say we play wonderful football, it's exciting, everybody enjoys it, whatever. Leeds will continue. That's their eighth loss this season. They will lose a hell of a lot more if they don't wise up and start changing their tactics up a little bit. I, I don't know if they will. I mean, there's not listen, a chance they will. I suppose there's tactics. no danger. They're not going to get relegated, so it's fine. But, like, long term, that Leeds team's too gettable. No, I completely agree. No, but, I like, Chris, there's no way they'll change tactics. Like, that guy's so oh. stubborn. And especially, like, after his nomination for Coach of the Year, there's no way in his head he thinks he's in the wrong. I mean, I love how he made like two. He made two subs at half time, including Calvin Phillips, who we should remind everyone is the England international in the lead side. He's a massive fraud. Oh, he got, really? He got caught out for. Well, <laughs> can't remember whose goal it was, but one of the corners he was caught out for. They're caught. Yeah, well, yeah. I think they've conceded more set pieces than any other team in the league. Um, Have they? Do you know one they're... one team that haven't scored a single goal from a set piece this season is Brighton. Why? <laughs> Face <laughs> 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 lit up there, but um, Man United now kind of quietly oh, going about their they're, well, I'm not saying don't, anything. Don't say I'm not saying anything. <laughs> what I will say is they're up to third in the league. They have a game in hand that if they win, they will go above Leicester in the second place, and I think that's pretty good considering their manager is, to quote Chris Ringland, a disgrace. <laughs> yeah, the PE teacher like, has attacked their away form their away form is really solid it's title winning away form no no because they're a great counter attacking team yeah Yeah. it is stinking away they concede so many away from home though yeah they win games games to watch but like Leeds that's unsustainable well I would say it's different to Leeds because you say United concede a lot away from United are getting results Leeds aren't getting results (laughs) (laughs) Leeds are running and 
you know, they all, they counter press and they do all this and they work really hard and it's attractive and fun to watch. Losses. L's. No, like, like I, I do have to say, they're, they're def- Lindelof in particular has improved a lot in the past couple of weeks, I think. And even Luke Shaw is playing well. And I thought Maguire was poor again against um, Leeds. And the guy. I mean, Nothing. did you see the Sheffield United? You know, um, he absolutely sold out Dean Henderson uh, by <laughs> yeah. passing it back to him from six yards while there was two Sheffield <laughs> United strikers in the box. There's just something about the guy. It just doesn't look natural to him. No. He looks um, like a rugby player that's gotten lost. It's not been a good year for him. I mean, just, just to quietly point out, he's also came from Sheffield United originally. So I don't oh, did he? Is that where he but, started? Yeah. Um, but no, I think United have taken a lot of flack and I think they often do because they're Man United but you know they're uh, I, they're going okay listen if they if they were to finish this year where they are now if the league ended tomorrow and they finished in third that would be a pretty good season for yeah, United yeah but, but they're not going to oh. I, mean, I don't know Leicester are due to fall away mm-hmm. normal listen we'll Thursday nights again like you know and we'll see what happens there. well yeah and that's a good point actually when Europe comes back in it will be a big difference oh, Le- Leicester, play, Leicester have played the same team in the Thursday nights and still got results in the Premier League but I'm not sure about Man United doing that. Yeah, Leicester tend to fall off after March. Um, we'll wait and see. Um, speaking, of, speaking of a team who could probably do with another pandemic, Arsenal are struggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, these boys really need another lockdown, like, lockdown just to right. shut down football. Let, 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 let's, let's put it on the table now, right? Let's put it on the table now, right? And also uh, keep in mind that Burnley at the minute have two games in hand in Arsenal. Okay? <laughs> right? If you look at it right now, do Fulham have a better chance of staying up in Arsenal? <laughs> um, Based on everything, it's a tough question because in one in one way, you can't really fathom Arsenal getting relegated. No, because, no. but in another way, it's not you're happen. like, if it was going to happen to somebody, would be them. Like the retro tracksuit football brand that is Arsenal. Not <laughs> even a club anymore. <laughs> you know. There, there was a stat someone someone brought up saying they've released more tracksuits recently than they've had shots on target. And I thought that was great. <laughs> they were 19th or 20th in, I think it was four stats to do with shot conversion, chances created. Well, yeah, yeah. Kind of stuff. but these have all been since the international break. And this is what I think is tough for Arsenal. Because before the international break, they were okay at football. <laughs> and since then, they like they are terrible like as you said everything going forward seems to be like 19th or 20th best in the league and that's so hard to turn around whenever you're playing two games every week mm. like, I, I don't know where this stops we'll because it is it's just a, like a circle of just we'll play a game we're shit try and sort it out but we don't have enough time and then that just continues confidence is yeah. low they do as Darren said they either need another pandemic or another international break. Yeah, and we've talked about this a bit in the past. We talked about it, I think, during the Liverpool Villa game about how, you know, negativity, panic, poor performances, all these things can just spread throughout a team and throughout a club like a virus. And I think it's fair to say there's probably not anybody at Arsenal right now who isn't currently infected. Um, The UK has been using, as you guys know, a tier system to categorise kind of locations throughout the UK based on their severity of the coronavirus situation. So you have tier one, which is like medium alert, tier two is high alert, tier three, very high alert. Um, And because whatever's happening at Arsenal shares many similarities with the coronavirus, I'm proposing a tiered categorisation categorization of their issues uh, uh, and right now i think it's fair to say in football terms arsenal are in tier three 
there is a high cause for concern. Uh, it's gotten worse in the last couple of weeks. They've dropped points at Burnley, Southampton, Everton. Before those games, they were probably in Tier 2, where you're thinking, this, is, this isn't good, but it could be worse. Uh, and, and now they're well into Tier 3, quickly heading for Tier 4 and beyond. Is there a new strain of it in the club? Uh, uh, <laughs> it is in London, isn't it? Wow. Um, I have to say, like, to, in, my, in my opinion, the problem at Arsenal. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I don't know how Arteta is going to recover his reputation from this because you know this is his first job and everything. But well, he can go back like, up to Manchester and set up cones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest problem with that club is a serious lack of leadership amongst that playing squad. Oh no! If you no, like, I have nothing against Rob Holding. I really, I actually, I actually think he's he's all right. But Rob Holding was the captain <laughs> in that game. Um, Rob Holding almost went to Newcastle multiple times during the transfer window because he's probably third or fourth choice in normal times, and he's about twenty-two. Um, why? Where's Aubameyang? Where Out is injured. David Luiz? Where is the, the, David Luiz the has been os- David Luiz has been ostracised for apparently <laughs> leaking information to the yeah. press from training. <laughs> I mean, it, the, the goalkeeper has the goalkeeper won a World Cup? I mean, like you know. I know he's a sub, but I mean he was a like, <laughs> like even Tierney. Know, Tierney was captain at Celtic. Like even that's listen, what I thought. Tier, like, listen, I, Tierney got praise on match today. You know, finally because he is the only player who is actually playing at an acceptable standard. But there's no like that. There has to be an element on the pitch of players. You know that like captains are so important and leadership is so important in sports. And Arsenal have none of it. Apparently well, on the pitch. Well, Arsenal thought they were getting some in the summer and even last summer whenever they were uh, taking ex-Chelsea players Willian and David Luiz on board. And it, the Willian situation to me is hilarious because Arsenal have effectively replaced their Ozil problem with yes. another Ozil problem. This is Absolutely. a guy who isn't producing enough on the pitch, doesn't work hard, and is on stupid amounts of money. Absolutely. And then, as you say, David Luiz isn't... I imagine, he, like I've seen before, he's a great guy around the place. He's not a captain, as we've seen at national level of Brazil. Oh, well, oh, yes, when uh, Thiago Silva was in the... Well, yeah, yeah. I just think they're in freefall. And I'm kind of with you, Chris. I, I think, where does Arteta go from here? If this yes. continues, <laughs> if he can't turn this around, what's his long-term job prospects going to be like? Because he kind of feel like... Well, you, well you, I mean, he'll get another job, but it's does he get it at the top level? How long would it take him to get back to no, it, yeah. to this level? And um, I, I go back, I think I talked about this again in previous weeks, I go back to the decision that Arsenal made a few years ago when they had the, the change of manager. There, there were more proven options available. And, and I think, I don't know whether the owners underestimated the size of the task getting mm. Arsenal back. Um or whether they just cheaped out and went for, you know, somebody who was maybe more affordable and was yeah. willing to settle for less of a transfer budget. But Arsenal like, are just him. Like that that team, are that, that team probably need eight or nine different players. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. Like the Arteta situation, it's a lot like Thierry Henry in Monaco, where that was his first job, and they almost got relegated. And when and after getting to the Champions League semi-finals the previous year, um, I do if you just know that. Um, Dortmund before Klopp left almost got relegated the year after they won the league. Oh really? Um, they were like 16th in the Bundesliga or something. Right. And I think it just um 
so that, you know, there's a similar situation that way. I just think, like, Arsene Wenger had so many critics at Arsenal. The only season that they didn't get into the Champions League at Arsenal was his last season. Yeah, they ran them out of time. Almost, he was there they for like 22 years. It's absolutely hilarious what they've done like, in their own club. Even I seen a great tweet this weekend from an Arsenal fan saying about how someone took a screen grab of the La Liga table of where Villarreal are. Villarreal are currently fourth with Emery as manager. <laughs> and so pe- people were like, we turned this guy into a meme and we're currently getting relegated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just not looking good and you kind of wonder you know where's their next win come from they play uh i think they play city in the carabao cup next cup. followed by chelsea <laughs> brilliant you know well, by that point the fa cup like six months ago it's almost like that cup doesn't matter yeah, um, it's almost like martinez won up with wigan <laughs> <laughs> rip and paste that club <laughs> well yeah um Anyway, moving on, you know, we have been calling this our, our Christmas special, our festive episode, and um, with that in mind, we wanted to come up with a couple of things to or sort of tick that box, allow us to call it that. Um, and we kind of come up with this idea by talking about, you know, what is the Christmas list for, for a number of clubs in the Premier League? Uh, and uh, oh, Chris, have you anything you want to start with? Well, if you were a club, what club would, would you be in this scenario? Yeah, well, and, um yeah. And what's on the Christmas list? Well, uh, well, I mean, I guess West Ham is is the natural is the natural fit. Um, I think I've got three items in my Christmas list for West Ham. Oh. Um, the first would be, um, do you know when you go to the dentist and you you get that thing put in your mouth so that like they can get at your teeth more easily, and so it, like make, like opens your mouth and makes you smile. Um, I think I would get that for Mister Haller, who <laughs> even even after scoring the best goal of his career. He hates playing for West Ham so much he still still couldn't have one one little smile. Good overhead kick though. Uh, oh oh yeah, under the lights goal of the season contender without a doubt. Um, uh, secondly, I'd probably get um, new owners for West Ham. Um, <laughs> That's a bit of a step up. Gift one, something to open Haller's mouth. Gift two, complete overhaul of the structure of the club. Listen, if you were run by owners who made all their money in pornography and spent it all in one year and don't actually pay for the stadium that they're in, lost the heart and soul, working class nature of West Ham United and have uh, Karen Brady, who makes herself look class on The Apprentice, but actually is quite incompetent at running West Ham um, for 10 years uh, and almost got relegated many times and are only saved by David Moyes. I think that you would also want new owners. Um, so that would be my second one. Very fitting um, with Christmas there, Chris. Light and cheery. <laughs> Light and cheery. Most wonderful time the third, of the, the year. The, 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 the third one is, is, is a good gift. Um, it's, it's a brand new pitch side engraved chair for Mark Noble because <laughs> as we accept now, um, he's... I mean, may not even ever start a game for West Ham again because Suchek and Rice are so much better than him. But he's a legend, um, and so he gets a, he gets a new seat uh, on the touchline. Very nice. I saw Suchek um, this week. Apparently, recommended another Slavia, Slavia Prague Park. player. Apparently, a striker. He, he's recommended to West Ham. He thinks that they have to go out Darn. and sign him in January. Darn, I'm not joking. Vladimir Kufal is going to be in the PFA team of the year. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, he'll be the right back. I like I like this from West Ham. Slavia just Prague. keep just keep going till it doesn't work. Keep going back to the well <laughs> when there's water there. <laughs> Bailey, any ideas for Christmas lists? Well, thinking more uh, 
on the fan side of everything, I think presentation of the game is very important. Amazon Prime, by far the best we've seen. I think mainly due to what I should believe it, best best commentary duo. Mm-hmm. I like McCoy should be on all games. Don't care Absolutely. how busy he is. Get him on everything. Okay. Guy just loves the game. He does. While he's driving, get him on. <laughs> exactly. My just... thing is that he loves good football. He loves skillful players. He's kind of similar to us in that he likes how things look. It's more about that. You know, is Ali going to get involved with, you know, Burnley Villa? I'd like to see him try. Okay. Just have him in like one of those NFL red zone kind of rooms where he's just watching every a million game screens in front of him yeah yep. just trying to keep well, up listen Westwood makes a big tackle he's in the game you know mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, kind of similar similar along that get uh, Latiss, Tomo and Charlie back on Soccer Saturday yeah. Chris watched it this weekend Absolutely. and called that program out for being a complete sham yeah first time I've seen it since the summer and I mean yeah bar Sherwood being a man with a van it was absolute <laughs> garbage the, the three of those guys Tiss and stuff they, they went on I think didn't they do an ad recently for an unnamed betting company oh that's yeah, just sad. slandering okay. themselves that's yeah. just tough. Oh. feel bad for them it's tough to although, see although Tiss came out as a big anti-vaxxer this week yeah and Tiss, Tiss got another job didn't he I thought, yeah, yeah, Tiss was doing a little bit of punditry work out in Asia. Like Jakarta, yeah. yeah. No, once once all this nonsense is over and you can have them in the same studio, get them in. That's, that's one of the issues with Soccer Saturday as well. They're live streaming to random people because they can't be in the same room. Fair. And then finally, uh, from a good friend, Mason Mount, uh, I'd like Chelsea to sign Declan Rice just to put a smile on his face. Nice. That'd be a good little Christmas uh, Christmas haul. Let's Let's see. Let's see if Frank Frank can make it happen. I mean, I have a couple. Um, for Liverpool, obviously, uh, Magic Sponge would be good. Let's get yeah. our big Dutch centre back back. Let's mm. get our um, Joe Gomez back. Get a full Enjoy team. Crisis. Get a full team back. Run away with the league. That's what I want. <laughs> um, Brighton talked about it earlier. They they just want a goal from a set piece. <laughs> you know, nobody likes being the worst at something, and they are the worst at that. Although, play great football. Um, deserve more they scored lots of goals with that great attacking football. yeah and that is the problem and I did say this to you guys actually Leicester and Brighton played this weekend and uh, until Brighton equalised I was actually going to join Christopher in the Brighton bashing this week because they completely dominated the game they were playing against 10 men and if they'd have lost that game they'd have only have had their, themselves to blame um, it was a terrible uh, performance in the sense that that was never going to get a result. They could not beat ten men. Uh, of Sheffield United. They missed an open net from three yards. They did miss an open net from three yards. Um, for Leeds, um, I well, two things that I noticed. Um, we talked about it a little bit. Bielsa sits on that thing. thing exactly. I don't know. Yeah. What, get, I mean, thing. decent deck chair. You know, no, just you can something, buy those. Just something from an outdoor collection, outdoor furniture. Give him a chair. And, and I lit for his coffee. For well, sake. the coffee's the other thing that I have. I don't know if you guys saw this. During the Leeds Manchester <laughs> United game, he was drinking out of a Manchester United cup. Yeah, not, not, thought, not great for a Leeds United manager. I thought, that, surely yeah. you're telling me somebody from the merchandising shop could have given the guy a travel, a Leeds travel cup. I didn't see that. Instead of, instead of him sitting out of, or sipping out of a... A Manchester United paper cup. I thought but that's stupid. <laughs> still, I think it was last year you could buy those on the Leeds Mega Store. They sold out in seconds. Oh goodness! I mean, he's an old guy. Let's help the posture. I get him a decent foldable he's deck not chair. That old, he's like sixty. He looks awful. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> He's looking like that at six. They are brutal. <laughs> and the uh, and the last thing for Manchester United, what what a Manchester United want for for Christmas? Really, uh, just some videos of McSauce's performance, just so they can show them to Donny Van de Beek and try and drag him kicking and screaming into being oh. the forty million pound player that they wanted. Oh, you can't believe you're still either. going with this Donny slander. I'm not. I want him to become a good player. I look at <laughs> I look at the Scott McTominay performance and think if they could get Donny doing that. You sound like Mourinho with like every star player he gets at a new club mm. where he just starts benching them going, I want you to do something else. Just really like Well, I want Donny Van de Beek to do something. <laughs> when, when, Le- when Leeds captain feigned a broken rim so he didn't have to play anymore at 5-1, then oh, <laughs> Van de Beek could have scored them. Like... <laughs> Could have. I like that as well. From was that Liam Cooper? I Liam Cooper. Yeah, yeah. I like that. This is going south. Get me off. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Bailey in the mud. Yeah. First of all, just just to do a bit of housekeeping. A few updates. Uh, pl- plenty of people let us know this weekend about uh, the young fourteen-year-old kid on <laughs> Ultimate Team. His crazy streak has finally come to an end. Oh, did uh, he lose? Yeah, oh. after two two hundred and eighty games, the young man was in a penalty shootout. And whoever he was playing against had Bruno Fernandez take the winning penalty. And I'll be honest, boys, I don't know if you've watched it. It is heartbreaking to watch this kid's fifteen minutes of fame blow up right in front yeah. of him. It is awful. As in his reaction, or the or the penalty itself? Like like his reaction. You can just oh, see no. it in the corner of the live stream. It oh, is no. tough. You. Oh, <laughs> well, he's probably immediately wondering, who am I? <laughs> who am I if I am not this undefeated FIFA kid? I, I am now nobody. I hope he has a good group of friends. People need to get the arm around this kid. <laughs> Just before Christmas time. Just before Christmas. 2021, new year, new me. That should be his mindset. There's a Monday uh, morning registration. Someone's making a joke. Like I <laughs> Oh, I, I could beat you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just uh, another quick update on uh, everyone's favourite fraud, Pele. Uh, this weekend, uh, Messi equaled his goal record uh, for a single club at uh, 643. So I'm thinking kind of... I imagine he's quite content now, knowing that he no longer has to live this lie. Yeah, what, what club was, was also, it? Uh, Santos. For Santos, yeah. 643 on the Copa So he no longer... Like, no one's seen them. Hi. But I'm wondering... Like, I have in my head just this visual of Pele once Messi does break this record. Pele's done after that. I just have this visual, like at the end of uh, the Avengers, where everyone just turns to dust. I just think as soon as <laughs> as soon as Pele's kind of record's gone, that's just him gone from the world of football. But uh, anyway, to the real one, uh, our good friend who Chris sorry mentioned Tim Sherwood for one of the all-time great moments of football punditry. Uh, <laughs> Darren's just giving us a salute. The Adabayor. <laughs> oh, that uh, picture's funny in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for anyone who didn't see it, Amazon have a weird in-studio show where you can watch a live goggle box of Tim Sherwood and Robbie Savage watching the games. <laughs> I don't understand, because to watch this program, you need an Amazon Prime subscription. But if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can just watch the actual game of football, <laughs> and not these two clowns. 
Uh, but anyway, that's it already. At one, one all, Liverpool have a corner to which Tim Sherwood <laughs> said, I'm not too worried about this corner. I think Tottenham have the dominancy in the air so far. So I'm not sure anyone can get their head on the ball first for Liverpool. And then dot, dot, dot. Apart from that one, as Bobby Firmino <laughs> <laughs> rattles the ball into the back of the net. It's one of those moments for Tim where Robbie Savage immediately started rinsing him. And as soon as that happened, you have to get yourself off the telly. The, the best part about it was that, I don't know if you noticed in the, in the commentary, like, he, he hesitated for a half second. He was like, oh, oh maybe I'm actually like... Uh, you know, uh, you know, I'll probably shoot myself in the foot here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was trying to do that reverse jinx. Yes. So he was yes. where he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, but I have to word it in a certain way that it's not going to happen. And it's, well, it's just, I mean, it, it it's sort of normal conversation stuff that humans do from time to time to ensure they're never wrong. It's like yes. I'm saying something, but I'm preface it by saying that something else could also happen. Um, <laughs> I thought it was interesting actually watching that that Amazon program that, that you said. I, they had Dion Dublin, they had Tim Sherwood, uh, they had Robbie Savage, and they had some other bloke who nobody knew. Um, <laughs> and and basically they had they had these four guys watching four different football matches at the same time. And um, I think anyone, if you're watching four TV screens at once, you're actually not watching any TV screens it's because impossible. it's impossible to keep up with what's going on. So what this this program was meant to be these four guys. Uh, giving some commentary on the games, letting people know what goals have been scored, what's happened. But because none of them knew what was happening in any of the games because they couldn't keep up, what we ended up watching was three ex-footballers and some other random bloke uh, try and piece together what was happening uh, live on television. But uh, there's been a great Twitter thread from uh, some guy called Simon Lloyd has uh, taken a bit of commentary and just run... A bit wild with it, and he said, "If Tim Sherwood, Tim Sherwood, quote April nineteen twelve, yeah, you know, I'm not worried about this thing, uh, this thing sinking. I mean, it could come back to bite me. This is one of the finest ocean liners ever constructed by the White Star Line. Icebergs would just bounce off it. I'm not worried at all." <laughs> and then there's uh, Tim Sherwood, April eighteen sixty five. Yeah, fair play to the man Lincoln. A night at the theatre will do him the world of good. I'm not too worried about him getting in the baller with any crazed Confederate sympathizer. Uh, uh. <laughs> and then there's uh, a few on down, and then it's Tim Sherwood, sixty six million BC. Yeah, nah, it's a big rock, no doubt. It's gonna make a dent if it smashes into the world, but I don't see it ending the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, people people just need to keep this going. I think it's great, and I, I, I hope to see Tim back on TV soon, messing up again. People might start doing that with Chris, like our oh, fan that, base. That would be the dream. Might I mean, start doing. Might. Yeah, I mean, actually, I've got more. I mean, I've got more stock than Sherwood. I mean, let's be honest. Like, <laughs> but it'd be great. I I'd think someone, you, Chris. someone needs to put like a compilation together of you slagging a player and then them being first goal scorer the next week. Yeah. I mean, because you guys won't have seen, this was a conversation we had earlier on where Chris was very critical of Daniel James, only to see Daniel James score 10 minutes later. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that this is the only game in the Premier League this season he plays well in because he was playing Leeds United. Larry is the bang on the score against Leicester. Do they not have to play Leeds again? Other than that. <laughs> <laughs> Right, guys. Well, I think, listen, that, that brings us to the end of the, the Christmas episode. Um, to, to everyone listening, I guess, you know, we are 13 episodes into this now. Um, there's obviously going to be more football and we'll keep coming back. But uh, from, from all of us, I think 
we want to wish everyone a, a very Merry Christmas. Um, I know it's a little bit of a, a strange time with different lockdown things happening uh, here in the UK, but um, you know, hopefully everyone stays safe and, and uh, you know, please get in and around your mates um, because they'd very much appreciate it. Um, and yeah, on behalf of the three of us, just a massive thank you for, for listening and getting involved with the pod. We will keep this going into 2021 and um, yeah, we'd love to hear from people at every opportunity. Lovely. Merry Christmas to everyone. Thanks very much, boys. Merry Christmas. See you in the new year.